Well, I'm wow. We are season two, episode one. Dave used to get annoyed when I said that a lot of times last season, but no, this is the first episode of uh, season two, episode one. And yeah, okay, just had to get that there. Um, hey everyone, it's great to be back. Sounds like autism. That's one. Josh Mursky. Yeah, I'm Josh Mursky. Um, if you're new to the podcast, and um, this is my co host, Dave Thompson. Hello. And yeah, I mean, we are absolutely thrilled to be back. Um, yeah, super stoked to be here. Uh, brand new cover art, brand new content, uh, brand new energy for season two. I mean, again, it's technically the same old energy. The energy just never runs out. I mean, we're both like the Energizer Bunny. We, we don't stop. So, I mean, <laughs> anyone who knows us in real life or IRL um, would totally vouch for that. It's yeah, but crazy. is that a blessing and a curse, Josh? Yes. Well, yes, it is. What's your screen time like? How many hours a day are you on your iPhone? I'd rather not say. Do you ever check? No, but it's... <laughs> We're it, getting it, right into it, folks. It is shameful. It well, really is. Welcome. Like, no, YouTube, because, like, you know, I, well, I'm on Instagram. I look at um, the SLA, like, see when it's active, and I always see that green dot, like, really late. So I'm not the only guilty party. Here. Uh, that's why I said it. it's both our energies, and it's yeah. a blessing and a curse. Uh, you know, we both have our, our, our issues. One of mine is sleep, and one of mine is I'm kind of a workaholic. And uh, that's another Same. that's Same. another topic for another episode. But welcome back, everybody, to the second season of Sounds Like Autism, episode one. We have a very special guest that we'll announce soon. Uh, but Josh, I, I almost am nervous to ask you, but since June, it's now November, what has been going on? Well... We've been, dare I say, slaying it. Get it? SLA in it. But, he, thought um, of that. Yeah. he thought of that. He's proud of that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, we've been slaying it. Uh, lots of things. But before we get into that, um, I just want to say a few things. First of all, um, on behalf of all SLA, we, we love when our followers message us because we kind of we feel that we get to know our followers a bit more personally. So, you know, if you, like, achieve something great or, or just a little something and you feel like you just want to tell someone and, like, you don't pre-think anyone will be interested, we are always totally interested. So feel free to message us because, you know, we want to feel kind of like a family here. It's like we all know each other very well. We all feel like. So. And that's been really reinforcing to both me and Josh, yeah. the, the, the kind messages that people have been reaching out with uh, from all over the country and even the world, but also uh, the fact that we have been, uh, you know, a shoulder to lean on or someone to talk to or someone to get uh, advice from. And some of it's super easy. And if not, uh, you know, we have a lot of experience, Josh, with uh, real IRL autism experience and uh, me with, uh, you know, 10, 12 years in the field. So we could at least point you in the right direction. Yeah. So uh, that that's a really good point, Josh. I'm, I'm, so uh, energized and invigorated daily by the people reaching out, emailing, DMing, uh, and even just uh, you know writing a review on on the podcast. Oh yes, also uh, that that definitely the reviews. I mean, that really helps us out. That's how you know if we help you, feel free to help us by giving us a five star review. They'll make us <laughs> smile all day. Also, um, we actually love receiving pictures of our followers um, in their in the SLA gear because then you are. Uh, Slayer, what we call. So we love it when you send us pictures of you in your SLA shirt or wristbands, and we love posting it. So feel free to want that awesome merchandise and send us those pics. We absolutely love it. 
Um, yeah, yeah. And, and to, to kind of get into what's been going on over the past several months, uh, in addition to the obvious, which is, you know, where we closed off uh, in June, which was the, the TEDx that we did, which ended up incredible. We could talk about it. Uh, we will definitely do a whole episode on that. Um, and it should be out any hour now. Um, yeah. But yeah, by the time you all hear it, hopefully, by the time you all hear this episode, hopefully it'll be out. But, share the uh, episode, please. Share that TEDx. But, share. but besides that, uh, we have been featuring different families, different people affected by autism, educators, uh, moms, uh, employers. Uh, we think clinicians, we think everyone uh, should be part of this conversation, a positive uh, but productive conversation around people who think differently and people who are different. Uh, and we've gotten a lot of great feedback from that. So almost daily on our page, we feature a, a picture or a, and a quote or an anonymous handwritten note from uh, someone from this community. And it's, it's super neat. Some of them make it to the Facebook, others don't. Uh, but it, it's, we really in, encourage you to reach out on Instagram or even by email. If you don't have social media, that's fine too. And, uh, and we'll get you on there. Yeah. And also visit our website. Um, Cause like activity going on all over the place, all over. So what else, Josh, what else has been going on? Well, to be honest, also, um, one thing which happened was I lost a lot of weight. But, you know, that, that sounds like an awesome thing. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. And, and it is. It's great. But the thing is, the reason I lost in actuality was due to stress. Because um, when Dave and I were going for a text, I, it, that was probably the most stressful thing in my life. Because, and I, I mean, I pushed myself and like, I found that I had a, a limit which is further than, my, than what I thought. So that's good. But in doing so, I really found out that, like, you have stress can actually affect you. And I generally, I didn't rethink that before. Um, I lost about 30, 35 pounds, something like that. And towards the end, right before the 10X, I started getting like nosebleeds, which it was kind of like, wow. Um, so I took some time off of work for like my own, like, like health at that point. And, uh, yeah. And, but, yeah, so that that was a, that was a struggle, um, and we we kind of chronological and put all that down, and we put this little documentary together called Josh and Dave's TED Excellent Adventure. The pun is intentional, um, but because we want everyone to know that you know, yeah, some cool things do happen, but it never comes easy, and for every achievement, there's always a struggle which one must overcome, and this was one of those. Yeah, yeah. Check out the little mini doc I made. Uh, we recorded it just in selfie mode uh, over the several months leading up to the talk. Uh, it's available on YouTube and, and soundslikeautism.com. If you just type in our names or you type in um, uh, Josh or Dave's Ted Excellent Adventure, Hardy Har Har, um, you can check it out. And, and we wanted to keep it real and not just uh, be a victory lap or, or a yeah. round of applause for us. We wanted to show um you know the the blood sweat and tears that went into everything yeah and uh it was really hard for me too <laughs> it was a struggle oh yeah um so so yeah we'll get we'll again we'll we'll donate we'll dedicate a, a whole episode to that but um it, it's important that you know that that People became know the whole story that and that became a really 
important piece of the whole experience yeah. and of our summer. Uh, is, that was our summer. Is, that was is, is, summer. Is self-care. And Gretchen Leary, who was on the yeah. podcast last season about self-care. And also really just helped, got TEDx of her own. Yeah, really helped Josh uh, get through that. She's a self-advocate. And actually, we have a little bit of news about us and Gretchen Leary. Do you want to uh, – we've never said it on the podcast before. Oh, Do you want to announce yeah, that? Right. Um, we have been invited and we have accepted the position of we are now on the board of directors of Boston Com, which is a not-for-profit located up in the Massachusetts Boston area, which helps um, folks with disabilities. It is an absolute honor to um, even be considered, let alone a unanimous vote yes for both of us. Which all, is all three people on the board. Yeah. <laughs> well, now there's five people. Now there's five people. Hey. So, you know. I mean, it's, it's really cool. I'm not going to lie. This is really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Gretchen, because I know she's listening. Thank you, Gretchen. Yeah. And so I'm going to introduce um, our guest. So for the past several years, I've been watching a original series on Netflix called Atypical. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but right when the first season came out, way before Josh and I started this podcast, I uh, encouraged him to check it out because I know that it doesn't tell all stories of everyone affected by autism and their families, but I think it kind of speaks to Josh's a little bit. Um, I, I saw a lot of similarities between him and Sam, the main character. So, uh, of course, he, he told me he listened to my advice, and of course, he didn't. Um, he didn't. And when, when I heard uh, that season three was coming out, and we had just uh, started looking around for guests for this season, I realized that we should probably hit up Atypical. And, uh, you know, I'm calling you out, Josh. Maybe not to her. But uh, it wasn't until we got this interview that Josh checked out the show, <laughs> and he has since binge-watched the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, super, super excited about it. And we because we got the producer of Executive Atypical producer. on the show, and it, it's a real honor. It is incredible honor, I can say. But, I mean, the things, this show, and why I was watching it, and you're going to hear more in the interview coming up, but there's like, I saw things which I, were, I saw in me, but I forgot because I kind of like, I don't know if some subconscious or whatever, like, blocked it out, but I started remembering it. I was like, wow. I mean, certain things that hit the nail on the head, and I was like, wow. So, again, a great honor to be introducing and interviewing this wonderful person. Yeah, thank you so much, and uh, enjoy. We'll see you next week. Oh, and by the way, we're on every week now. We're going to try. We don't want to overdo it, but we're going to try. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say SLA every day, but it's every week. But, like, you know, that would sound – that well, would run. If would you want to listen to – if they want to listen to Yeah, if you want to listen to us every day, it can be it SLA might, every get, day. It might get old, but they could they could try. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So we'll be double the episodes, uh, longer season – more content, super stoked, and stay tuned for our interview. Here we go. Oh. Can you see us okay? Yes, I can see you. Hi. hi. Welcome to Sounds Like Autism. Yeah, hi. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks so much. I'm happy Gosh. to be here. I'm honored. Uh, why don't you tell Mary a little bit about yeah. why you're such a big fan? Yeah, um, lots. Okay, so I um, watched the show, obviously. 
um, atypical. And a couple of things in there, like, really, really, um, like, stood out, like, because I saw, like, myself in them. And, but one thing in particular I saw, which I forgot, I used to do. It was um, when the character Sam, he draws the penguin, and during it, he's labeling, like, okay, this is the eye, the flipper, all that. I just remember, I used to, at the time, my special interest was, it still is airplanes, so I used to build my own planes, and in order to get the right color, I would mix paints, and I would, like, draw different shades, and mark, like, oh, this is what this shade of red is, this is, so, I was like, oh, man, I totally see that in that, so, like, that was, you hit the nail on the head with that one, like, like really, like, he he has basically been telling me that he's been remembering parts of his childhood that he didn't know were there until he watched the show. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, so that was really cool. Yeah, that's great. It's funny because one, that's the kind of thing that I think when we're working on it, we don't necessarily realize is something specific that somebody might connect to, but it, in fact it is, which is great. Yeah, yeah, and it's not telling every single person's story, obviously, yeah. but it's telling a, you know, telling this could be story. this could be one of the one in fifty nine people in the United States, you know, affected and 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 their family and uh, yeah. as someone who's worked with dozens and dozens and maybe hundreds of, uh, definitely hundreds of people with autism over the past, you know, ten twelve years, I could say that if Sam walked in here uh, mm-hmm. into my into my place uh, looking for a job or looking to hang out. Um, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I would, I would welcome him and I wouldn't think twice. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Like it, 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 I mean, at least in, in my case, in my experience, he's, he's pretty accurate. I mean, at least talk, <laughs> you know, he's, yeah, yeah, you did good designing that character. And so season three is coming out, right? Season three is coming out on Friday, November 1st. Yes. Very. How does it, how does it end? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so how did it how did it feel to sign on to a show that addressed like such heavy issues, like not just about Sam but about families? Um, and I feel like some of them haven't even really been tackled by Hollywood before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because it was actually really easy to sign on to in the sense that it was a no brainer in that I felt it was really important to work on a show like this and having the opportunity to tell stories both about autism and the autism community, but really too about a family, because I love family stories and I love stories that have heart, have comedy, and kind of in some ways, it's the things that make you cry that make you laugh too. And I love those kinds of stories and being able to tell really honest, emotional, impactful, and sometimes, yeah, heavy, you know, heavy stories that I think hit home. it was important to me to be a part of it, but also, and once I was a part of it, really kind of do it justice and feel like we were every step of the way kind of talking about it and were we doing a good enough job and what else can we do and what are the most important stories and what is this character really going through? And I think, you know, season one of something, Rabia Rashid, who created the show, you know, originally kind of wrote one pilot script and then had an idea of where it would go But once you kind of get in there and once you start casting and once you start building the sets and you start to realize like this is what it really is, everything kind of evolves and changes as you're doing it. Um, And so even from season one to season two, we made changes and season two to season three, you make changes and kind of really making sure that every step of the way you're staying true to 
the bigger stories, but also these specific character stories too. Yeah, I'm sure that's really yeah. important. And yeah. I, and you said, you know, you laugh, you cry, of course. And yeah. and I think with with a with There's a subject matter with yeah. a subject matter as heavy uh, or or as complicated, not heavy, but complicated as mm -hmm. as autism and the autism perspective and an autism family. I think it's important that you're able to laugh along with your struggles. And I think that you guys do that uh, really eloquently and gracefully. Like the 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 you gotta laugh kind of dynamic of most autism families. Yeah, um, it, it's it's really endearing and and kind of powerful and kind of this like deeper connection that I see in autism families uh, in their in their opinions about things, but also in their senses of humor and in the way they carry themselves uh, yeah. through the world. Yeah. Uh, I think I think you guys did that really cool. But speaking of the the laughing, actually, um, something which made me laugh, but based on um, like just because I could relate so much was in the part where Sam's learning, like they were like, okay, this is like how you smile and stuff, and they smile, but it's like too much, and then yeah. like and it's that that literal basis on everything is like I relate so much to that. It was like I was like, oh my god, like again, that was like so dead on. Yeah, that is you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, Dave. Yeah, I'm not. We could do a whole podcast about me too if you want. But this one's about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you, my you favorite, up. Um, sort of characters that helps do that is Casey because I think she is just always gonna. You know, she's like. Sam's sister, Sam's little sister, who's, you know, I have younger siblings. I, I am a younger sibling. So I know what that dynamic is. And no matter what, whether or not your sibling is on the spectrum, but I think that being, she's going to treat him like who he is, no matter what, and tease him and vice versa, mm -hmm. which I think it can bring a lot of that kind of levity and comedy. Cause it is at the end of the day, like they're brother and sister, you know? One thing I noticed about that though, which is also accurate is I have a little brother and um, with that, it's like, the sibling who's not on the spectrum is kind of forced to kind of mentally mature faster than they would if they didn't have a sibling on the spectrum. Like my brother mm. was like, he, he had matured faster mentally because he had to like um, go through stuff. And I saw that also in the show with Casey. So yeah. again, like with that, I was just like, yeah, I can relate that too. So it was just cool. Pretty cool. Um, so what has being part of the show um, taught you about autism and the autism community and like hope and all? It's taught me a lot. Um, I think, you know, for me, I have people in my life who are on the spectrum who maybe weren't diagnosed, you know, um, they're a little older generation. And I think um, having one thing this show made me sort of realize is just being super aware of other people's differences and things that might be going on in their life that I at the surface may not know about right away you know and I think yes. sort of um just knowing that if you because a lot of times I think because with autism unless you are aware you do have some exposure or sensitivity to it you may not at first glance know that somebody's on the spectrum right and I think in some yeah. Which is why sort of when, um, you know, in season two, when Sam gets arrested, I think that's a, you know, that's a, that's an important moment of the show that we talked a lot about because that is an issue when a 
somebody might think that somebody's on drugs because they're not behaving a certain way or they're not making eye contact or yeah. you know doing motions or repetitive you know behaviors and i think just having an awareness um and sensitivity to that as a human on a human level has been really yeah. um a big deal for me working on this show i think i'm sorry go ahead oh yeah just like josh and a lot of his peers have dealt with things that are similar to that maybe not yeah. as extreme uh, and and it is so interesting like uh that kind of perspective uh where like for example i'm i'm a rocker right i came up with the new york city punk scene and mm -hmm. one time there was someone being really really rough in a mosh pit and when mm -hmm. i was like 23 and just got into the field and i was really mad and then yeah. and i was kind of gonna like push the guy and then my friend said oh no no that guy has autism and mm -hmm. i was like wow okay right not understanding social cues in a mosh pit might be, you know, that's kind of like not understand, not having challenges with social cues while driving. Like that's, yeah. that's, it, it yeah. doesn't mean you shouldn't be there. Right. But it definitely means it's that so it, it complicates things. It complicates. And, and uh, it means that every, it's not his problem. It's everybody else's to mm -hmm. be more understanding and, and, you know, empathetic towards your fellow man, no matter who it is, because no one knows what's going on under the surface. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. Mm -hmm. So and, go ahead. Well, as you say, just on a grander scale to part of your question about the community, I feel like this show, you know, season one, nobody, we were kind of making it in a bubble, you know, nobody had seen it. The community, I think, who knew about it, some people, you know, we had consultants, we, we were aware of us and always wanting to make sure we were going to do right kind of representing. Um, after that came out, I know, you know, we were incredibly welcomed into this community, which we, I feel so honored to be a part of because it is one of the most loving and open communities that we've been able to, I mean, that I've ever been exposed to. And I think, um, you know, for us, that's one thing that's so special about the show is the more people that see it, the more people that we get to connect with and hear their stories and kind of, I mean, meeting meeting you guys and, you know, talking to you and sort of hearing about what you respond to and also what we can do better. And, you know, I think that's just like the best thing in the world for me as a producer is being able to make something that people actually care about, you know? Um, and I feel like being welcomed into this community has been really nice, awesome. Yeah. And and having you, having you in the community <laughs> is awesome. It's well. so so important. I mean, everyone always talks about like the Rain Man stereotype and how like ten yeah. years ago or twenty years ago, uh, that's the only thing you had to talk about in media that had to do with autism. I'm sure you've heard it a million times, but just to have a Netflix original series, yeah, that, that's that, pretty cool. That's so. I mean, Netflix originals in general are super super good. Okay. Like if it if like I already want to watch it, um, but. But having that as far as representation uh, in, you know, for our, for our community and not just for Sam, but for his family, I, I, you know, forget yeah. about it. His mom's story, his dad's story, his sister's story, uh, all individually. Uh, so many people identify with that. And then even the clinicians, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, it, there's just so many layers and so many people that within the community that can that it can benefit from but then it absolutely transcends that and you don't need to be part you know i've told people what i do for a living and they're like oh well i really i really like atypical and <laughs> if i know that they've watched that show yeah then i know that they're doing pretty good yeah you know oh i like to i like to hope you yeah. know what i mean yeah 
That's yeah, that's really nice. And I think, you know, one of the other really nice things season one to two and two to three is opening up um, sort of that representation question, kind of bringing more faces of autism to the screen that we've been able to do and connecting with other actors kind of in, in Sam's peer group, you know, all of the actors in that peer group are on the spectrum and being able to work with a lot of different people on the spectrum. and. I think just even if only briefly, because this is, you know, one of the, our biggest challenges is we, I think Rabia and the writers do an incredible job of telling very rich stories for all of the characters, um, which means that in a half hour, you don't have a lot of space to do that, you know, tell as many stories as you'd like. But even I think being able to see somebody on screen who looks like you or who feels like you or reminds you of you in some capacity, um, I think is really important, you know, because I think representation matters in a big way where, you know, I know for me, um, I'm not on the spectrum, I but I am half Japanese and I grew up in Iowa and I've never felt quite like I fit in. And I, there's a show called Pen15 that came out and I saw it and I felt like I never knew that I had not felt myself represented on TV until I saw that show. And that was eye-opening for me because I'm like, I'm your pretty average, like, you know, American girl, but not really, right? Like, I have my own unique situation, as does everybody. And I think yeah. being able to have something that even, like, you saying, I did that thing, or I do that, or I see myself in that person. Or someone put, someone put that stereotype onto me, which I'm sure is, like, a really common <laughs> thing in Iowa as a half-Japanese person. <laughs> right, right, yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, somebody thinking that you're a certain way when you're not, and I think that is, um, that matters a lot, and so it's really, it's really just, yeah, it's cool to be able to have as many different people on screen as we can. I think it's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um... So, right, so what kind of preparation um, and research did you do for the show? Um, definitely read some books. Um, yeah, David Finch, who's one of our consultants, wrote um, The Journal of Best Practices, which is a story about sort of his personal story about autism and realizing he had autism and kind of the things that he did in his relationships. Um, we talked to um, Michelle Dean, who's a professor at UCLA, who... Mm -hmm consultant on this show. Both he and Michelle are consultants on our show. Um, we talk to them a lot. There's a lot of sort of articles that we send around kind of in the pre-production process, just both, I think, about just stories of people with autism and kind of just having a greater understanding and connecting with people in the community and just hearing their stories and have them come for lunch and talk about whatever they want to talk about, you know, and kind of just meet different people within the community. Um, but then also kind of just story ideas. And, um, you know, this season, which you probably know, Sam's going to college. And there was a book about um, a freshman survival guide of going to college for people on the spectrum. And, yeah. you know, kind of just oh yeah, what's that like? What is it like for somebody on the spectrum to go there? What are the challenges that may be different than somebody else who's starting their freshman year? What are the things that are exactly the same as anybody who's starting their freshman year, which I think is, you know, a lot of kids have a hard time going to college. And so, but what are the specific things that, um, you know, make it different for somebody who is on the spectrum? And so kind of just learning as much as possible, talking to people who've gone through that, and then saying, okay, but what is Sam's version of that? Because again, we're not telling everybody's story, right. we're telling his story. And so, um, you know, for 
Rabia and the writers to be able to really kind of figure out what this character's journey would be like that might be different than yours, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. That That's something really complicated about representation in general is you're not tell like as far as gender or race or disability or different, different brain, you can't whatever tell you want to call story. it. Sorry? You can't tell everyone's story. You you can't and you shouldn't try. Yeah, yeah it's impossible. Because that movie will stick. <laughs> if you try to please everyone, you please no one, right? Is that sort of the yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because yeah. then you'll be focused too much on that, and then you won't be able to focus on the story, and then... Yeah. Well, but, you know, you'd create some sort of, like, super character that's verbal and nonverbal, and, <laughs> and he's a data analyst for Dell and, you know... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and, and on, on Medicaid in, in in New York, and uh, it, there's just way too much, especially yeah. with something like autism, yeah. uh, to 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 even try. So I think that's something that people have to make peace with about anything that people are excited about, as far as being rep- about being represented or not being represented within uh, within a a show or in the media in general. Yeah. And that's something that we we even deal with is, you know, uh, Josh is a super, super intelligent guy. Uh, this and, is very and, true. And, and so <laughs> modest too. Um, <laughs> uh, and and But kind of has tunnel vision in certain ways, which he'd admit. And I have to kind of remind him sometimes, and we've gotten way better at it, but uh, that we're not... Not everyone is Josh. Not everyone has this yeah. had the same challenges. So there's people with autism that are way, way, way different than Josh. Oh, you know? Yeah. And and so we're trying to paint with kind of a broad brush on this show and, you know, be inclusive to everyone, whether mm-hmm. they're on the spectrum, they're not, whatever kind of autism parent you are or whatever. And that's that's a hard road to walk, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it, it, but that's, again, I think doing, you know, I think what's great is that you, are, Josh, you're doing your show, you're doing your version of what this is, you're not trying to do everybody else's. And I think it's yeah. important to be aware of that. Because for the same reasons that Robbie and I would take all these walks during production, during post production in between seasons and say, okay, so what's important to us, you know, having more representation on screen, more representation behind the camera, having female directors, diverse directors, people with disabilities on our crew, like what are the things that we can do and challenge ourselves that are important to us? And doing all of it all the time is impossible. You can't, yeah. you know, you you can try your best at every single thing and be aware of it. And then you're probably doing better than you were when you weren't asking yourself those questions, you know? And so I think, um, I think that's great. And and maybe you're you encourage somebody else who is watching or listening to this and saying, but that's not my version of a podcast. I don't feel that way. Go do your podcast. Like do Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's cool. Like somebody else there should be more shows about kids who are on the spectrum, adults who are on the spectrum. Different diversity. I think it really would be great to have too many shows about autism. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that would be a good problem. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. That'd be a good problem. And and you know, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> so, you know, job retention is there. <laughs> so it's kind of a, a, cruel, a crude joke that clinicians and people that in the uh, in the industry of supporting people with autism say is that, it, you know, the, people are going to need representation. They're going to need support. And uh, the way we're moving, the more, the better. You know, the more support people, the more teachers, the more movies, the more Netflix originals. Uh, mm-hmm. 
and shout out to them because we're gonna we're about to sign on hopefully for our own Netflix original. Uh, <laughs> wishful thinking. Um, yeah. So, you want you want to ask your next yeah. question? Yeah, sure. Um, what do you feel the show has done, or what would you like it to do for the autism community and society at large? Um. Well. From my, I'll answer that just sort of my personal kind of exposure to, you know, to that. I, I think what it's done, what I can see that it's done for the community, I think, you know, on a small scale is just, again, well, not a small scale. I think it's seeing representation on screen that wasn't there before in a, in a, in a way that I think um, people can connect to both who have autism and those who are connected to it. I, you know, one of the most kind of impactful things that has happened to me over the course of working on this show is there's a woman who reached out to me on Instagram to just talk about how she felt about the show. She has a daughter who's much younger than Sam, kind of, you know, seven, six or seven, and she's on the spectrum. And just as a human, like kind of talking about the different things that she connects to about it and also just having a space to kind of vent about what's going on in her life and how it's been hard and you know what challenges she's facing both as a mother as you know uh, a wife as a person who's trying to raise a kid who has autism and feeling supported within the community and I think you know for for me to be somebody who lives in LA and who produces TV to get to have these conversations with somebody who that are super you know, personal and important and hard and also funny, like she'll share stories that are just funny, you know, and I think um, just having a space to say to somebody, hey, you, if you don't understand what's going on with my kid, have you seen this show? Have you heard of this show? Like, that's what I'm dealing with. Like, I think even for her to be able to have that is great, you know, Um, and I think that's, that's, I love that we could even be a small part of that. Um, I feel like I steered off. I forget even what your question was now that I went off. No, you answered it. Yeah. You answered it. Um, we I, were I, talking, we, we asked about uh, what it's done for, what would it, what would you like it to do for people, for society at large? And you talked about it kind of in a micro yeah. way about that woman. But uh, yeah, I think that there's probably for every person that reaches out to you, there's probably a thousand more at least that, that, you know, didn't reach out, but have gotten that think, kind of same thing. Yeah, one thing I'll share because he said this a couple times. Michael Rappaport, who plays Doug on the show, you know, he'll share a lot how he'll get stopped on the street and people will just say thank you and sort of and maybe like he's had a couple times when someone's like burst into tears and told their story and why it's so important and meaningful and um, you know again, like that's Michael Rappaport who's walking down the street in New York. Like I I imagine, you know, he gets thousands of messages. I'm sure Kier gets thousands of messages and Bridget and Nick and Jenna and all these people who I think are a little more like, you know, they're the face of the show, whereas I'm kind of more back here. Um, Mm -hmm. But the fact that I even get people reaching out to me blows me away because it means like there's, you know, the community is wanting to connect. And I love that we now are in a world where you can you can literally reach out to people and say your story and have someone respond if they can if they see the message you know so it's really rewarding i I won't tell you who 
didn't DM me back when I thanked them for Atypical. But I will tell you that yeah. Michael Rappaport absolutely DM'd us back. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I think he gave me like a muscles and a thumbs up <laughs> and a maybe maybe like a, uh, a a smiley face dude with sunglasses on. Yeah. Which is like pretty That's pretty pretty good. on pretty on brand. Look, and he, pretty on brand. He's on his phone. That's awesome. Not everybody's as good on uh, Twitter or Instagram or that than that he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, kind of like switching gears for a yeah. sec. So uh, as I told you, like I, I've been working with people on the spectrum for a long time and mm-hmm. I obviously have an interest in media. Um, yeah. I, we, I know that there are some cast members uh, on the show that are affected by autism. Um, what's your experience been like, like interfacing with a neurodiverse cast? And obviously was it important to you to include people uh, with autism on the show? Yeah, definitely. Um, my experience has been amazing. I mean, every single person who I've met who's on the spectrum has been a specific, unique individual. And I think what I love, I mean, that's just the truth. And every actor we've had on the show, you know, when you're when you're auditioning people, most of the time you're watching a tape that somebody sent you. And um, did you guys freeze? I feel like I've lost you no oh oh, okay okay there you are sorry i guess i just froze um we're just just really still (laughs) no you don't (laughs) froze for a moment okay um but so you're usually watching a tape of somebody and you don't you don't get to interact with them in person and so when somebody shows up to set most of the time we don't know you know how affected somebody might be and um every almost every cast member we would try to meet ahead of time when they show up and just make sure that they need anything, any special needs, like whether it's a quiet set, lighting, anything that is going to bother them or that would want them to feel safe and comfortable on set. Because it's also, you know, it's it can be hard and it can be long hours and it can be intense. And also most a lot of the kids, there's some who have had certain theater experience or had been on a set, but for a lot of them, it was the first time coming to a set. The level of professionalism was unbelievable. I think everybody was that we worked with, um, big role, small role. There are some people who are cast as, um, you know, people who are specifically on the spectrum, but there are also actors who are not cast as people who are on the spectrum, sort of neurodiverse. And so, you know, and many, there are, there are actors that you probably don't know are on the spectrum that are on the show. And I think, um, everybody that we worked with was incredible. I mean, super professional, n- knew their lines, could take notes, um, wonderful to work with. <laughs> I like can't, there was no issues. Um, it was really wonderful. And I, and I think, you know, a part of that too is, um, you know, the, the environment that we try to create on set is very safe. And so if anybody does have an issue, it's a safe place to talk about it and to make adjustments. That's great. Yeah, and you know, um, one of my favorite favorite moments is we cast somebody in season three, and um, I was with her mom watching on the monitors, and she was just crying because she's watching her daughter who had watched Atypical, and it was her dream to be on the show. She auditioned actually for a totally different role, 
And we saw her and we were like, she's not right for that role, but she's amazing. So what can we do? And Rabia wrote a role for her and we cast her as this role and she's now in the show. And her mom was just crying because she was thinking back to what, um, you know, her childhood was like and how much she's overcome and sort of where she is now and what her dream is and that she's now, you know, she was running lines with Sarah Gilbert. It was amazing, you know, and it was just such a cool experience to sort of see both this actor's kind of dream happening and she was amazing and she 100% got cast because she was brilliant and then her mom watching it and just being in awe of her kid who's doing this incredible thing so it was really a special moment that's that's awesome yeah that's really really cool um Josh do you have anything yeah um so I just I gotta ask um if there's ever any opportunity for like you need to cast two awesome people, <laughs> one of them happens to be on the spectrum. You know, I you know I gotta ask this. You know me, I gotta ask this. Okay, I'm I'm just saying I'm totally totally willing to go. Okay. Um, I'm, I, I'm speaking on behalf of Dave too. He's also. And, I, uh, I didn't sign off on this, but <laughs> I will say I will say that we did a TEDx talk yeah. over the summer and. Oh. We both memorized all our lines. That's yeah. impressive. That those. <laughs> so we're we're Netflix <laughs> ready. We are out. Netflix ready. We are Netflix ready. What did you say? You know, I you never know. Sam might need to be on a podcast about what things are like, and so I don't know. There you go. You know. You want to know something funny? Yeah. Uh, your I believe it was the first season and one of the first episodes, and I uh, she's a friend, but this is how legit atypical is to me. Uh, the mom is on her computer doing something sneaky. And there's a blog up on the screen called Autism with a Side of Fries. Yes. Um, and that's our friend, Eileen Carmody, our dear friend. Hi, Eileen. Love you. Uh, so so she, she told me ahead of time that she would get a little love on the show, and I didn't know what it would look like. Yeah. But it was just so exciting to have, like, you know, that kind of represent, like, you know, if yeah. someone needs to know if this show's legit, like I can tell legit. them how legit it is. Yeah, yeah. I love that you know her and I love that you notice that because there's little things like and also, I, the, you know, David, I, I, I think this is right. I always like have I have a terrible memory sometimes, but we had David Finch's book. It's the one that Julia gives to Doug in season one. And I think David saw that and reached out and then had a coffee with Rabia. And like, that's how we ended up partially, you know, that's partially how we ended up on our show season two is like, we were like, yes, you'd be perfect to, you know, consult on this. And so um, little things like that, like those details, we a hundred percent are paying attention to and are part of, you know, putting in there because every decision like that. Yeah. That's goes, yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's so, so cool. Thank you so much for spending the time hey, to talk you. to us. Oh, one more thing though we have a new tradition on the show and this is the first season this is the first episode of season two yes so you're the first person we're dealing with right so basically when i was little i used to be obsessed with out of all things jellyfish i was a jellyfish guy i knew every single species of jellyfish um last night preschool I would just say, hey, guys, do you know what species jellyfish are in the aquarium? I, and didn't yeah. your mom tell you to stop? Yeah, mom told stuff. me to stop, but yeah, yeah we, we worked through the jellyfish thing. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I have here a magic 
SLA jellyfish with headphones. And um, it can see in the future. So if we gave you this magic jellyfish and you can see in the future, what would you what do you see in it for folks on the spectrum? Okay. So I'm looking into the magic jellyfish. Yeah. Right. The idea is that if Josh and I were having this conversation and if Josh had only had like a crystal ball or something, and you know, you always say, what if I had known back then how cool things would be now? Yeah. You know, so if Josh was able to see into the future and see into his magic jellyfish at the time and oh, well, know that he'd have a TED talk and a podcast, he'd be talking to you, um, how cool that would have been. So we just want to know what the future looks like for people on the autism spectrum. I mean, for my, from what I see into the future, I think it's only going to get bigger and brighter because every person I meet and everything I see, it just, it's, it's such a special community with, like I said, unique individuals who every single person that I meet has a, has a passion, has a point of view and has a gift to offer. And when given the opportunity and the support that they may need, it's just, they're, the sky's the limit. So I feel like the future is very, very bright, and I'm excited for more representation out in the in the world, whether that's on TV or in podcasts or movies or theater or just music, anything. I think art is really important and a great way to kind of connect with people. And um, yeah, I think it's I think it's good. And you're a huge part of that. So thank yeah, you so thank much. Thank you very much. And really. thank, thank you, so and much for, thank you for, for doing what you're doing every day, but also definitely thank you for coming on because yeah, this was really, super, super exciting from two fans. This was fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're very welcome. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.